Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 154. In thee, O Spirit, true and tender, I find my life as God's own child. Within thy light of glorious splendor, I lost, I lost the earth clouds drear and wild. Hymn number 154. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the homepage, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and you will find our readings for tonight. And the theme is, Man of God's Creation is Spiritual. And the readings will now be given by Mishaela from Canada. The Bible. Genesis. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. 
And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. James, do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, which whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth. Isaiah Thus saith God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it. He that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, will hold thine hand and will keep thee to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. John And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with a clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came, seeing. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, I know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. 
And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Hebrews Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. First John Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when, it, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. I will now read Correlative Passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Science and Health God made man in his own image to reflect divine spirit. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit 
is immortal truth. Meta is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Meta is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Substance is that which is eternal and incapable of discord and decay. Truth, life, and love are substance, as the scriptures use this word in Hebrews. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Spirit, the synonym of mind, soul, or God, is the only real substance. The spiritual universe, including individual man, is a compound idea reflecting the divine substance of spirit. The foundation of mortal discord is a false sense of man's origin. To begin rightly, is to end rightly. Every concept which seems to begin with the brain begins falsely. Divine mind is the only cause or principle of existence. Cause does not exist in matter, in mortal mind, or in physical forms. Immortal, spiritual man alone represents the truth of creation. The fading forms of matter, the mortal body and material earth, are the fleeting concepts of the human mind. They have their day before the permanent fact and their perfection in spirit appear. The crude creations of mortal thought must finally give place to the glorious forms which we sometimes behold in the camera of divine mind when the mental picture is spiritual and eternal. Mortals must look beyond fading finite forms if they would gain the true sense of things. Man is incapable of sin, sickness and death. The real man cannot depart from holiness, nor can God, by whom man is evolved, engender the capacity or freedom to sin. A mortal sinner is not God's man. Mortality is finally 
swallowed up in immortality. Sin, sickness, and death must disappear to give place to the facts which belong to immortal man. Learn this, O mortal, and earnestly seek the spiritual status of man, which is outside of all material selfhood. When speaking of God's children, not the children of man, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you, that is, truth and love reign in the real man, showing that man in God's image is unfallen and eternal. Jesus beheld in science the perfect man who appeared to him where sinning mortal man appears to mortals. In this perfect man, the Savior saw God's own likeness. And this correct view of man healed the sick. Thus, Jesus taught that the kingdom of God is intact, universal, and that man is pure and holy. Man is not a material habitation for soul. He is himself spiritual. Miscellaneous Writings The new birth is not the work of a moment. It begins with moments and goes on with years. Moments of surrender to God, of childlike trust and joyful adoption of good. Moments of self-abnegation, self-consecration, heaven-born hope and spiritual love. Time may commence, but it cannot complete the new birth. Eternity does this. For progress is the law of infinity. Only through the sore travail of mortal mind shall soul essence be satisfied and man awake in his likeness. What a faith-lightened thought is this, that mortals can lay off the old man until man is found to be the image of the infinite good that we name God, and the fullness of the stature in, of man in Christ appears. The spiritualization of our sense of man opens the gates of paradise that the so-called material senses would close and reveals man infinitely blessed, upright, 
pure and free, having no need of statistics by which to learn his origin and age, or to measure his manhood, or to know how much of a man he ever has been. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 166. Know, O child, thy full salvation. Rise o'er sin and fear and care. Joy to find in every station something still to do or bear. Hymn number 166.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspired word is reaching people across the globe. Indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, found our, one, of our, one or more of our websites, and have found God's healing word. And for this, we are very thankful. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We, are, we offer so much material. I was looking through our English website the other day and was just amazed as to how much material we have to offer. And you know something? It's all free of charge. And it comes with the love of this church. And we are very careful to include material that is inspiring and healing and true to genuine Christian science. I would like to point out an article that we're now featuring on the home page of our English website. It's entitled, From Death Unto Life by Albert L. F. Gilmore. And this is a wonderful article. It talks about a great explanation of Jesus' instruction to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And this Sunday school has a teleconference feature so that those students that don't live in the area can attend the Sunday school by telephone. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child a couple more announcements before we go on. The next Bible study is on Saturday, January 28th. It starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll check out our website for the Bible study questions. And we will be having also our annual membership meeting. This is for those who have joined us in membership. And that will be on Thursday, January 26th. It'll start at 8 p.m. sharp. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. 
More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But also remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each one of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth, New Hampshire. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you for the beautiful service. The Wednesday testimony meetings have become a high point in my week. Listening to the readings and the testimonies is so uplifting. I was recently recalling an experience that I had when my second child arrived. The doctor delivering her said there was a very serious life-threatening complication, and the doctor, knowing that I was a Christian scientist, asked my mother as she entered the room to call the practitioner. He then announced, your mother is here, to me, to which my mother immediately stated, the Christ is here, meaning that it was of no great significance that my so-called human mother had arrived, but the important thing was that the Christ, the message of God, was ever-present and right where the trouble seemed to be. Within about 20 minutes' time, the doctor reevaluated and reported that everything had moved into its proper place. The birth process was very smooth and harmonious, and a beautiful baby emerged. God is indeed a very present help in trouble. Thank you, and good night. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm thankful for the spiritual training I'm getting through the study of Christian science in this church. Everything I'm reading and learning is helping me to progress continuously, and every day offers an experience for me to realize how much I'm growing by God's grace. I've learned to naturally thank God for every single thing, the abundant good, as well as the challenges which always serve as learning experiences, offering opportunity for healing as I go throughout the day. And in turn, I'm developing the ability to better hear him as he speaks to me. The value that hearing my father's clear messages moment by moment is adding to my life is immeasurable. It's enabling me to better trust in and follow his guidance and obey his direction with a confidence more powerful than any human opinion. And I'm forever grateful for this tremendous blessing, which is proof of his constant care for me and all his children. Everything I'm learning is helping me to better serve others in my personal, 
and professional experience. Thank you so much for tonight's readings and for all that's going on in this church that's blessing me in some way every day. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Ella from Canada, go ahead. Thank you. December 25th is a landmark for me. Previously, I tried humanly to please the whole family with minimum successes. This time, I decided to invite the family of mankind, not only my personal family. I had 12 people to come for the meal, two who were Mexicans with whom we had to converse through Google Translate. They rent my grown-up children's rooms. Two others were a couple who are Russian and Ukrainian with a two-month-old baby. Two others were Vietnamese who had booked our B&B room. They also didn't always know how to speak English well. But they cooked and cooked whatever they brought. It was just delightful, a, a cooking lesson in, in the midst of the day. Three other friends came who were Polish and Canadian. My son, who lives in Texas, also came home. My daughter could not come home because the roads were closed by the police since the roads were icy and dangerous to travel on. I cooked up the storm. However, others brought food and desserts. Abundance was overflowing. The home was lively with everyone trying to get to know each other regardless of language. This was the best Christmas I have ever experienced, focusing on opening our hearts to the family of mankind and not only to our immediate personal families. But it has opened the door to spiritual happiness for all. I do not plan to go back to my outgrown sense of family and Christmas. Thank you so much, Plainfield, for all kinds of wonderful demonstrations. Thank you. Thank you. Betty. Betty from California, go ahead. Good evening. I'd like to thank, um, say thank you for the music and also for the readings. And I'd like to express gratitude for the healing of, of knee pain. Uh, this also has to do with Christmas. Several days before Christmas, I was doing some baking for a Christmas meal with friends that I was to attend uh, that day on Christmas. By Christmas Day, I found my knee was becoming uncomfortable. The next day, I was taking it easy and thought it would help. By Tuesday morning, I finally realized it wasn't getting better, but worse. I had thought I had been prayed up before I went for Christmas dinner. Then the thought came that I didn't have to be at the effect of a false sense of Christmas or a false sense of family. I have dominion over it, God's dominion. I had been working with the chapter, with chapter 62, Handling the Weather, from Mary Baker Eddy, Her Spiritual Footsteps by Gilbert Carpenter. While he doesn't talk about Christmas, 
He does talk about dominion. Mr. Carpenter asks, quote, What must one do to regain his birthright of supremacy? Must he not recognize his dominion over the universe as the Son of God and then establish himself as a channel so that the normal government of the universe by the divine power, he reflects, will become an evident fact with that the discomfort began to go away. Later that morning, I called a practitioner from the Plainfield Church, and she reminded me that I also needed to handle age, which I did. And my knee was back to normal in a couple of days. I am so grateful for this experience. I am very grateful for the Plainfield Church and for Mary Baker Eddy. And I'm also very grateful for the Daily Watch this week. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. My gratitude this week is for the lessons I have learned from a recent physical issue that started the Wednesday before Christmas. What began as twinges in my lower back, hip, and leg early that day became incredibly painful during my ride into church. I've rarely had such physical issues in my life, and so I began to work with what I have learned here, namely that this is an attack against the church work and is a false claim on me. My practitioner gave me many things to work with, such as the treatment for pain and teaching and addresses on Christian Science by Edward Kimball. And she also told me to be sure I am not sitting at my desk too long and to watch my posture, among other things. <clears throat> there has been a steady lessening of the pain as the past weeks have gone on, but I have been very grateful to be able to demand the blessing from this, learning not to humanly push through as I would have in the past, and also to be sure to keep my thought right and not allow any attempts to explain this with human knowledge has, has been very helpful. And after a few days, I realized that there was a difference in the way I approached this issue in contrast to how I have handled any supposed symptoms from the nameless nothing. Having that be called nothing by my practitioner from pretty much the moment it came into the public consciousness has been very helpful. As she clearly taught, it is something we must not be mesmerized by. This recent pain, however, had, had some bit within me that accepted it as something more, which needed more to work against it. Once I was able to see that it was not from God, therefore not real, its hold has been quickly diminishing. What a blessing Christian science and practitioner support is. I'm so grateful now to be able to have a little more insight into what Paul meant when he wrote in 2 Corinthians 12:10, quote, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. End quote. Thank you. 
And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. It's remarkable to me how patient and loving and kind is our God and what a different individual I was when Christian science first saved me. There are many healings I have lived through in my journey, but I would like to share one example here of how God's holy power saved me directly through the operation of Christian science. Many years ago, the hatred of the world had all but defeated me. It certainly had defeated the human self. One fine day, error came to me in such an overwhelming fashion that I planned and decided to take my human life. All was in order. I opened the window of the high-rise that I was living in and climbed halfway outside the building when my phone rang. Humanly, the ringtone was a deafening sound because the inner turmoil and grief was so loud to my own thought. Each ringtone pulled my thought back enough to clarity that the rank error pretending that love was only accessible on the other side became still enough that I could stop and climb back into my home to answer this phone call. Well, it was none other than a holy practitioner here in Australia, a person who did not go in for social phone calls at all. So the timing of this call, that it was a holy man of God calling me, clanged into my consciousness. Without too much of a hello to open the conversation, he said with absolute holy power, you will not hurt Imogen. Imogen is God's child, and there is a grand purpose in store for Imogen. Well, I just broke down and sobbed. This was exactly what I needed to hear, that there is a grand purpose that can be experienced here on earth, and that God's love is here for all of us. I was then given hymn 192 to work with, verse 4, quote, Then with my waking thoughts, bright with thy praise, out of my stony griefs, Bethel, I'll raise. So by my woes to be, nearer my God to thee, nearer my God to thee, nearer to thee. That hymn, that practitioner saved me that day. I am so grateful to that pure practitioner who listened to God's direction, who called me that day. Through this experience I learned that when material sense is at its cruelest, then is our dear Father nearest to us, our best and ever friend, as my dear Plainfield practitioner at this church often says. I am so grateful to have found this pure independent Christian science church. We are taught to come out fighting against error in our own thought. We are taught here truly that anything other than God's divine love is an error. The truth of God taught here has saved me and my husband also many times. We are very grateful for the holy prayers of our Plainfield practitioner. 
my deepest love to our Lord God Almighty, my ever thanks to Christ Jesus and to Mary Baker Eddy and the holy strength of our Plainfield practitioner. Thank you all so very much and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Patricia in Canada. I'm reading from my diary, 1984. The mother of one of my young Sunday school students approached me to ask me to pray for her daughter. She explained that the girl was very seriously accident-prone and that over the past six months had been injuring herself so frequently that the school nurse had called to express extreme concern. There seemed to be fear that although the child was intellectually quite bright, there might be an emotional, mental, or physical disorder. The youngster's friends were also very worried for her. The mother said that she had been praying without any apparent improvement. Each evening I prayed vehemently. I dismissed the idea that accidents could occur, since God, the one divine mind, would never cause them. Rather, man is prone to freedom, integrity, and purity, which cannot be hypnotized. God is the great physician, and there could be no influence from any source but God good, God's infinite child, has never been observed by finite medical studies and reports, never been categorized or viewed as a statistic, because false belief has no sense of the true spiritual child as God's very own reflection, and false belief cannot possibly measure infinity. Each step of God's children is ordered by divine mind and love. This eliminates any possibility of mental malpractice, whether well-meaning or aggressive. In principle, there's just no such thing as disorder. By the third day, I happily knew that God's child, like God, was never born into matter and so has no age. There's no such thing as seven-year-old truth. There are no stages or states of awkwardness in God. There's only His grace expressing himself. By the following Sunday before class, the mother said that I could stop praying because everything was quite normal and no one seemed to be thinking about it anymore. All praise be to God for this. Thank God for the Plainfield Church's energetic teaching of Christian science and its vibrant spiritual example. Good evening. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the inspiring readings tonight on Man of God's Creation is Spiritual. I loved how it blended so beautifully with our lesson this week on life. In this week's lesson, Mrs. Eddy states, Man is not the offspring of flesh, but of spirit of life, not of matter. I am always amazed how beautifully our weekly lessons and our Wednesday readings connect. 
expressing the oneness of mind that is demonstrated here in Plainfield in all that we are taught and given. I just wanted to express my gratitude to all who write these lessons that enrich and inspire me every week, enhancing my understanding and my study of the Bible and science and health. I'm so grateful to God for this church. I'm so grateful for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy and her pure Christian science that were taught here in Plainfield. I'm very grateful for the strong support of my practitioner, which is helping me to gain a clearer understanding of this science and to strive to live these teachings in my daily life. And I'm very grateful for all the wonderful testimonies given tonight and every week that are a source of comfort and inspiration to me and I know to all. I'm so grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. First of all, thank you, Ms. Shayla, for those uh, fine readings on our spiritual heritage, not material. I recently uh, testified about um, a change I made a few years ago in my business where I was led with, by God uh, with the help of a Christian science practitioner to uh, make a major change uh, selling my business to a much bigger company, which is something that uh, we really needed to do, and how it worked out so well for all parties concerned under God's guidance. Well, uh, there, there's more to that story, and I'd like to share another part of that experience for anybody that might benefit from it. Um, we sold our business to a company based in Switzerland that had offices around the world. And most of the people that I was going to have to learn to work with were either in Zurich or London or Dublin, Ireland, or other offices around the world, uh, people that I would never meet in person, um, but would have to work with. And there were all these computer and communications systems for us to use that I would have to learn how to use. There were passwords for all of them that I would have to learn and, and keep somewhere. In other words, it, it was a huge change for me. Um, and there were, at times, all of this newness really seemed very overwhelming. And there were a couple times where I even wondered if I had made a huge mistake. <laughs> but I would remember that this change was a provision from God and every time that I felt overwhelmed, I would remember that God provided it and that he would give me the strength and whatever else I needed to see me through. And very often when I would feel overwhelmed, I would just find a quiet spot and pray to God and ask him to show me what was really important and to give me the strength 
and the, and the intelligence to do what I really needed. And then I would often remember what my practitioner said about this move. And that was that the sole purpose of this change was for spiritual growth. And that would always just calm me and put everything in the right perspective. And as a result, uh, I did make it through the change and did learn to work with everybody I needed to and worked very, very well. And I gained a much closer bond with God along the way, for which I'm very grateful. So I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us the science of Christianity, which governs every aspect of our lives. And it is, it is harmony when we put God in control. And I'm so grateful to be learning this, so grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express uh, my gratitude for a recent healing that I had um, with the support of a practitioner. I had swelling in my feet and I had to switch shoes to uh, that one pair I could wear. And it wasn't comfortable and it sometimes felt very alarming and made walking difficult. She had me work with Hymn 139, I Walk With Love Along the Way. And I would often sing that to myself, especially going up the stairs and walking to my car. But I also found that uh, I wasn't being firm in my thought and standing up to this. And I got firm with it, even stomping my feet. And also, uh, she also gave me other assignments, uh, like reading the daily, um, it's a, a paper that's put out by the prayer, uh, daily uh, list of all the different things that Mary Baker Eddy had in prayers. It's uh, on our website. And I also was working with the book on contagion and doing more watches and getting very involved in that. And I know that helped a lot. And I don't even know when the swelling went away. But it, it, <laughs> I looked down one day thinking how skinny my feet looked. And I realized it's because the swelling had gone down. And I was so grateful. And I can wear all my shoes now. And I just, uh, just having these simple prayers were such a blessing, just even to him. And I'm very grateful for her prayers and patience and work and instructions and being part of this church. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Those readings were tremendous. And I like, I believe it was Ms. Shahila, said, uh, the light shine in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. And I found in this church where it finally makes sense that God persists, and that even though the light shined in darkness, and it didn't, He didn't stop shining in the darkness. He just continued and overturned and overturned, blessed more and more, loved more and more, healed and helped more and more, till there was no darkness. And. Uh, 
That's this, this, this church in my life, too. Because uh, when I came to Christian Science, there appeared to be a reality to, to the bad stuff. And I had a healing of uh, panic attacks. I wasn't taking drugs or anything, but I was having fearful panic attacks. And I was <clears throat> had known the practitioner here and teacher here at the time. And, and for my own safety, I was admitted to a hospital. And well, she worked for me, and I could just basically rest and feel safe. Didn't know why or how it happened, but God was no part of it. Well, soon as <clears throat> after I started getting some rest, I heard a thought, and I knew it was God, and it said, work for me. And I said, I will. Soon after I left the hospital, and under the guidance of the teacher, I became, I learned to find my peace and to keep it by listening to God, realizing when he's talking and when he's not, singing hymns that kept my thought loving him and other people, and being, <clears throat> just being about good things that were going on here, whether it be a work party or, or helping someone else. And uh, my life changed greatly. And, and I, I learned to believe in the, the reality of good, not evil. In him, he says, line, page 306, line 25, Undisturbed amid the jarring testimony of the material senses, science, still enthroned, is unfolding to mortals the immutable, harmonious, divine principle, is unfolding life in the universe, ever-present and eternal. So anything that's not that, I didn't want to be involved with. And, and if I stood long enough, and with the right people, it disappeared. My life <clears throat> was successful. And I thank God for the absence, kicking out of fear when the light keeps shining. There's no more need to be afraid. So uh, I just thank God to, that we have a science that we can stand with until the situation is healed, whatever the situation is. And then we can go about our productive way of doing good. This is a great place. For anybody. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. I would like to offer my gratitude for this church and the outreach of the testimonies given on Wednesday evenings. One grandson is a young graduate who is teaching English to fourth graders in what looks like a large and beautiful school in Thailand. He expressed the concern that not knowing their language was a big problem with communication, and he felt like he wasn't doing a good job. I told him about a testimony concerning a language barrier, excuse me, barrier problem, and the person prayed with the idea of love from the little book, The Greatest Thing in the World, by Henry Drummond. I told him it's all about love, and that I knew he loved the children, and it would unfold for him, and I suggested that he look up the book. Well, 
I did not hear anything about this for several days, so I asked him about the language issue, and he replied, oh, it's going well. And that was it. <laughs> no details, not much. He told me that he could count to 10 in Thai now, and that he had found some friends at the school who spoke English. My heart overflows with gratitude for the Wednesday services, with the readings and the music and the testimonies that go out and help and heal all mankind all over the globe. God's love is indeed infinite, with a capital I. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. A few things to read tonight, some left from last week. Uh, the first from Virginia. Thank you, Plainfield, for the beautiful testimonial meeting, and that was last Wednesday. Thank you for the improved audio system. I can hear the difference. Thank you to all who gave testimonials. What a gift you all are giving to all. And then Pennsylvania. Thanks for the countless forms of help in 2022, especially roundtables and Bible studies in the middle of the night. And this is a little letter from someone new in Wisconsin. Hello, friends. Your website has been a continual inspiration to me. I have grown and solidified in my faith, and I'm just starting to wish I could live in Plainfield. But I will just have to settle for living and, and making and having my being in God. And to remember the fresh embraces and smiles of you all. Have a very Merry Christmas. How blessed we are that Christ is born anew in us every moment, by conscious moment. With this first check, I begin a conscious union with you all, truly. Blessings on your church, and I look forward to growing with you now and forever. And this is a testimony from Oklahoma. I have been dealing with the false belief of COVID or perhaps flu for several days. I realized I needed the help of a practitioner and contacted one at the Plainfield Christian Science Church. She agreed to help me and asked me to go to the Plainfield website and listen to a something entitled Contagion. I listened several times, and that is by Mrs. Eddy. I listened several times. I also listened to several other articles on the website. The Plainfield Christian Science website is a very valuable resource for truth, free to everyone. I was listening to Dorothy Rickey's article, Wonderful Things Are Happening, and it was reiterated that God fills all space so there is no room for anything else. This clicked with me. I realized it was somehow giving disease space. This seemed to break the hypnotism and I was free. Sometimes hearing something you already know in a new way awakens you. I'm very grateful to Christian Science and for the dedicated prayers of the practitioner. Also thankful for Mary Baker Eddy, her dedicated devotion to bringing Christian Science to all mankind. I truly appreciate the Plainfield Church and the workers contributing their time and effort to its success. The website is especially appreciated. Thanks to you all. And then 
This is from South Dakota. Thank you to all at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for your faithful presentation of the Christ. I appreciate the work and love for the word demonstrated by the Bible Lesson Committee and readers. Much gratitude and love for all the workers there. I always find much food for thought in, daily, in the daily watch, too. So the work for eternity, for eternity goes on while our gratitude for having a purpose is expressed. Thank you all. And then North Carolina. On this quiet morning with rain rumbling, tumbling down, I feel the warmth and love of true Christian science blessings, blessing my footsteps, my speech and actions as I go about my day. I never thought this possible, to be rescued from the chaos of mortal mind to the peace and understanding of divine love meeting every need. We made it through the holidays with grace and with the inspiration and confidence that with God all things are possible. Many thanks and continued gratitude for the steadfastness of Plainfield Christian Science and its ever-expansive presence in my life. And then one more note of appreciation is for the collection of writings on true government. I have sent this to my dearest friend in Florida, and she is thrilled to have it to study. For all the contributions to the website and continued elucidation of Christian science, we are very thankful to all. And then this short note from Holland. Very blessed and happy Christmas to everyone there in the Plainfield Church. Thank you very much for all your effort. And then this from England. The following poem by Minnie Louise Haskins was quoted by King George VI in his 1939 Christmas Day broadcast to the British people. And I'm, I will excerpt from it. The name of the poem is God Knows. And God said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. So I went forth and finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night, and he led me towards the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. God knows his will is best. The stretch of years which wind ahead so dim to our imperfect vision are clear to God. Our fears are premature in him. So tonight, I too, I'm very grateful for those beautiful readings about man being spiritual, such a good thing to think about and remember. And I loved how it was ended. Um, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. What a tremendous blessing that is. As we receive the Christ into our hearts, we have that just amazing power, amazing grace to become the sons of God. Something to be so very grateful for. 
So I'm very grateful to be with you all tonight to hear the beautiful readings, the hymns, music, and thank you all for your testimonies, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 58. Father, we thy loving children lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou will keep us ever in the, thy blessed way. Thou art love and thou art wisdom. Thou art life and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall neither faint nor fall. In number 58.